attention patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, if you're watching us here on YouTube. Uh, welcome to the show on YouTube. We are still in New York, and uh, J.C., great night in Queens last night. Yeah. Man, tell, tell everybody about, about our, our New York Patriots. Oh, I love the New York Patriots. They're, they're always intense. They're, they're my favorites. This is my favorite Patriots in the country. The favorite Patriots are in New York? No offense to anybody else. <laughs> I mean, it's New York and the Northern California Patriots are hardcore, man. They're they're the one they're probably the most um ardent Patriots that we run into. And I and people are surprised when I say that, mm-hmm. but I think it's because, you know, California and New York is probably where they feel the most oppression. Right. I mean like We have we have really passionate um, Patriots in in Northern California. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I don't have favorites, but but I love the enthusiasm that we get when we go to these places where they're you know where they're really they're feeling the weight of yeah. of real oppression. I mean, we we talk about oppression. People talk about it, um, and but I think for most people, it's just something that you see. It's not something that you feel. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna name names. I won't name other states, but okay. we go to certain red, certain so-called red states, mm-hmm. and it's like they're asleep. They have the attitude, "Oh, we're red. We're fine." Yeah, and they don't have a clue. It's it's crazy. It's sad because they, you know, that that comfort. They're comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we we got our guns. We're red state and this and that, and they're just unplugged. And uninvolved. So, like, you know, you may think you're okay, which I don't think you are, but you may think you're okay, but then you're not helping anybody else. Right, right. So they're only concerned with themselves, and they think because they're in a red state, they're fine. You know, one of the powers of the union of the states that our founders really relied on was that the states would stick up for each other. Mm-hmm. In the face of an overbearing, overgrowing, oppressive central government, I mean, I can't count how many times Madison made this remark. You know, a, a lot of times you see it's funny because people view the anti-federalists as the big states' rights people, 
and then they look at the Federalists as those who were for a larger, more powerful central government. Yeah, which is not entirely accurate. It is not accurate. And in, in, in the reality of doing the studies and reading their arguments, it is the opposite because it's the anti-federalists that feared the federal government's growth so much that they often downplayed the power of the states by saying this is going to happen and the federal government's going to take control but it was the it was the federalists it was Madison it was Wilson it was uh, Jay Hamilton you know who knows what Hamilton's ideas were but his words were all look if we maintain the Constitution, we will not impose on the strength of the states. And Madison and these guys said over and over again, in the face, and, and, and he even, Madison even referred to the federal government overstepping its bounds as being a degree of madness. He said we wouldn't, in a face of degree of madness like this, Madison says, it wouldn't just be one state standing up in defense. It would be all the states coming together in accord because they would realize that if the federal government can overcome one state, they can overcome all of them. And they really, really relied on a unity between the states, a, a, a fellowship between the states to stand up for each other to keep the kingdom from returning. Yeah, so all the all of the drafters, all the founders supported state uh, state sovereignty, state mm -hmm. superiority, yes. to varying degrees. Yes, they just had different views on how to secure it. Right. Uh, some, you know, within the broad context, we would say lean towards some big government solutions. Like Hamilton had a couple things, you know, like we would look at now with the bank and different things, but. But was certainly you. You can certainly you couldn't call him anti-state. Oh, well, you can't even call him big government big, by today's terms. That's either, what I'm. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was just about to say. You couldn't call him big, big government now. You know, we just it's just people just isolate certain things. You know, and Hamilton is made the big government guy. But none of these guys. I mean, all of them supported state sovereignty. It was just you know different views. Now the anti-federalists looked at the constitution without the bill of rights and said okay you know we see some some threats to state mm -hmm. sovereignty in this and you know some went so far like uh mason and saying we're not i'm not signing this yeah thing. they I'm wouldn't even it. sign it yeah so they still saw even you know they still thought there are not enough protections to state sovereignty to state authority and the states are going to get overrun you know if there are any any uh faults that i would give to the, to the drafters, the ratifiers of the Constitution, it would be on the Federalist side, they had way too much, uh, way too much faith in the people yeah. to hold up their end of the bargain to keep the federal government beyond, beyond its limited and defined route. Well, and the, the Anti-Federalists had uh, too little faith in in or or maybe even too much faith I, in the power of the government or the people to remit to keep their state governments moral. So I'm going to say the same thing, maybe in a different way. Okay, please do because it didn't come out quite the way it went no, in no, my I, head. No, <laughs> I, I I think what you're saying, what you said, was perfectly understandable. The, but I would say this because you would also agree they made much commentary about human nature, so it's right. like they weren't ignorant of it. No, and so what I think is. 
I, I maybe yes, you're right. They they underestimate they they uh, overestimated, you know, the, that the people would be engaged in whatever. Even though they said, you know, here's what could happen, here's what right. will happen, and you have to make. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, the anti-federalists were really big on, look, we know the people fall asleep, so you're yeah. going to have to do something about that. But I would say, it th- I would I would posit this, maybe that the one drawback is they underestimated uh, the devices of the enemy, the opposition, okay. and, and the things that would come about to promote the people's ignorance. How... Yeah how maybe the other side, the, the enemies of liberty would seize <laughs> With the, the exception systems. of Jefferson. I think Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, now he was very clear-eyed <laughs> and, 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 you know, Especially prophesying about that. when it comes to the that. enemy and, and but I those did, kind of things. <laughs> but you know in some of the conversations, like some of the other guys were like, come on, Tom, you right. know, he, this is a little over the top. So right. he, he, Tone it down, man. So I think he did see the opposition a lot more, a lot clearer right. than some of the others. So I would say that was their fault. They, so they fully understood where human nature could go. I don't think they estimated uh, properly, you know, how large and, and how successful the opposition would be. Right, right. It's, it is a very incredible thing uh, to see how I mean, you could. I, I don't know. It's it's unbridled. Right. The enemy has actually become. Well, even if you think even a decade ago, I mean, how could how could we even have perceived this broad influence? Like, if you think about media and social media, who would have imagined that that the poison that's out there, the anti-liberty propaganda could have permeated so widely and and brainwashed. I mean, they've seized the educational institutions. They've seized uh, the popular media, the, the you know, I guess what we call the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've now pretty much seized uh, social media or well on their way to seizing social media. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they, the, the, the fact that social media is still privatized uh, has not fallen under government regulation is the one redeeming quality to hope that that the social media won't be completely seized. We don't have the school systems completely seized. Because say that, we say still, that again, because it's under private. Because it's still, because there's still, it's still privatized. It's not completely regulated. Uh, we still have some hope that there will be uh, social medias out there that will be birthed in, in the wake of, of the social media control and influence. I, I see what you're saying. So what we have, I mean, it's so like So as long schools. as it's private, there's still an opportunity yeah. for somebody who are not these leftist, right, communist exactly. crazy to create a competing platform. It's like the schools, right? So uh, everybody says, well, the schools are indoctrinating our children and, and we're raising up generations. Well, not all the schools are. Yeah. Not but, all the schools are. Only the schools that are run by government or controlled by government. But the problem we talked about before is when the government works in concert right. with people like Zuckerberg right. et al. Right. Right. Uh, right. That then if a competing voice tries mm-hmm. to stand up, right. then the government runs interference and, and uh, basically rolls out its protectionist policies for the socialists and communists. Which is why why we still have to have the privatization. Now, we're segueing into the first topic of our show today, 
which is the uh, purge that's now going on with Facebook. Uh, nobody should be surprised about this. We no. knew this was coming. Well, they did it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, they did it on YouTube. So. We knew it was coming. And, you know, uh, Facebook is purging, which means now Instagram will purge too yeah. because yeah. they're yeah. They're, they're all they're the same that. entity. Apple purged, um, yeah. you know, yeah. and their sister companies purged. So we, we know the purge is coming. And uh, Facebook said on Thursday it was going, it was banning Alex Jones and other controversial U.S. political personalities for violating the social media company's policy on quote dangerous individuals and organizations. And if JC, if there's one thing that concerns me about this, it's this classification of dangerous. Of in, in the use of the term dangerous. When we come back, um, we're going to talk about this in better detail. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. Remember, number one, constitutional education on the planet. <laughs> Can I say that? On the planet. LibertyFirstUniversity.com. If you're not signed up, you're not serious about the Constitution. If you want to be serious, <laughs> Jesus like, yeah, really. <laughs> uh, if you, if you want to be serious about your education, if you want to be serious about your ability to control the federal government, Liberty First University is a way that you can be serious. So go to libertyfirstuniversity.com, uh, check it out, and then sign up and let us help you uh, take back what's rightfully ours. So Facebook has begun its purge. It's kicked off Alex Jones. It's kicked off, uh, who else is it? Uh, Laura Loomer, Paul Joseph Watson, and Milo uh, Yiannopoulos. I, can I say I don't really know who Yeo, Milo Yiannopoulos is? Who, who you can is, say that. Yeah, I can. Who is it? Just an activist. Oh, just another activist? Okay. Doesn't matter. So Laura Loomer, I, I find it interesting Laura Loomer's in there. She's, she's particularly... Uh, not very aggressive, you know. I mean, she's not like Alex Jones well, the point, in her the aggressive point, in her speech, and she's not. You know, I mean, okay. She's the point just is, it's all speech. Non Sharia law person. The point to take away from this, it's all speech. Right. Right. Okay. The 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 uh, in their whatever in their policy. So they said they're they're saying in an effort. This is policy rationale. Facebook in an effort to prevent and disrupt real world harm. We do not allow any organizations or individuals that proclaim a violent mission or are engaged in violence from having a presence on Facebook. So this includes terrorist activity, organized hate, mass or serial murder, human trafficking, organized violence. Now pay attention to this last one. Organized violence or criminal activity. But let me just say, because I, I know where you go, but Laura Loomer doesn't fall into any of those categories. None of these people fall into any of those categories. That's my point. That's why I read it. So this is all speech. Every right. one of these people that have been banned engage. Louis Farrakhan is also banned as well. Well, again, not that I'm aware of. I don't know this, mm -hmm. but I don't, as much as 
uh, as now he does spew hate. There's no question about that. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, he will literally say we hate the Jews and kill the Jews, whatever. So he does promote well, according to the, promote violence. According None of to these the other Reu- people promote violence. Yeah, according to the Reuters article, Facebook said that it's banning Paul Nealon, an avowed white supremacist who ran for Congress in 2018, and a Nation of Islam leader, Louis Farrakhan, who has preached catch that word, preached black separatism and referred to Jews as termites. Mm -hmm. And once again, these are words, right? So uh, I I get what you're saying. Um, I think that the the catch there is, what was that, scroll that back down there again, the the preaching of, what did it say about hate? Anyway, uh, you could say that, that there, it's right here. Where was that list? Oh, well. Anyway, preaching of hate. Could You could fall maybe Farrakhan into that. Yes. You could fall uh, the white supremacists in that. But again, I don't mean to be sticking up for Laura Loomer, but she doesn't fall into any of these categories. Yeah, well, as far as how they define it, uh, when, you know, when they talk about hate, uh, Three or more people rise and organize under a name, sign, symbol, has an ideology, statements, physical actions that attack individuals based on characteristics including race, religious affiliation, nationality, ethnicity, gender, sex, sexual orientation, serious disease, or disability. Okay, but wait a minute, so JC. Right, but the hate still, by their own definition, it is, pre- pre- uh, uh, is predicated by actions. Okay, let's, let's, get back, let's get back to the list, okay? Mm-hmm. Terrorist activity, organized hate, massive serial murder, human trafficking. And then the last one says what? Organized violence and criminal activity. Organized violence and criminal activity. Below this, then they define the groups. Okay? Look at the groups. Mm -hmm. Terrorist organizations and terrorists. Hate organizations and their leaders. Mass serial murders, human trafficking, criminal organizations. Mm -hmm. And it's done. Right. Do you see anything that's missing that I mentioned that, that they have in their list. Organized violence. violence. So they, yeah, they, yeah. they put this in here, and it says organized violence and all these other things. They define all the things. Organized violence is left out. They, so okay? they didn't offer a definition so, for organized so violence. So go to Facebook right now and search right now. Antifa mm-hmm. or search Red Guards. As of recording this show, those pages were there. There were several of them. These people literally engage in and commit violence. But because they're leftist, Facebook ignores them. So this is not about violence or hate. It's about political ideology, left versus right. Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris N. Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We're talking about the Facebook purge. Uh, uh, Excuse me. Benjamin Franklin said that freedom of speech should know no bound other than that no man uh, control the right or or harm another. And they specifically, specifically excluded the words from the definition of harm. And what we have now is Facebook... 
creating this policy in which they have defined, you know, which of course, JC, neither one of us is arguing that Facebook has uh, lacks the ability to create their own policies no, I'm arguing, and to governing their own pages. I'm arguing that they're liars. Yes. I mean, that's what right. I'm saying. They're liars. I mean, that's on the face of it. It's obvious. That's that's easy to show. You, this is their own policy. I'm not reading somebody's uh, news article. I'm not making stuff up. This is Facebook's page. You go to Facebook community standards forward slash dangerous underscore individuals underscore organizations and you will see their policy and and it says policy rationale and it lists those five groups then below that it goes on to define and explain and then when you go through the list terrorist organization hate organization mass and serial murders human trafficking criminal organizations you will see from their top list organized violence is left out and they don't they it is it is blatant it's in your face where you think about antifa and red guards what they what they espouse mm -hmm. and what they do they don't they don't just go around giving speeches about things right they're not they're not uh you know, giving some sort of talk and then others react to what they say and commit violence like they accuse right. you of. Well, right. Chrisanne doesn't right. teach SPLC. Chrisanne doesn't teach hate. Just others that listen to right. her may, right. may engage in hate. Based uh, so, on what she teaches. So, right. so these people aren't teaching something, somebody else do it. These are organizations that literally, they themselves go out, set things on fire, attack people, assault people. They're, they're holding entire cities hostage as we speak. Yeah, we were talking just the other day about what's going on in, in Portland, about the attorney who is representing the uh, Immigration Customs Enforcement agents and the Antifa group. Uh, took a hose, stuck it through the mail slot of his office, and f and flooded his office for three days before they even noticed, and then and then left the note admitting that they were doing it because he, they they didn't like he, the fact that he was representing these people in the courts. Okay, and they may they may flag this YouTube video. They may take us off YouTube. They may ban us from Facebook, but for the censors that are listening. You can do whatever you want to do, but you'll go to bed tonight after listening to this and you'll know you are a liar and there's no way around it. We look at your very own website and it's blatantly obvious that you do not care about violence in any way whatsoever. If you did, then that would not have been left out of your little policy rationale page. Uh, nor would Antifa nor Red Guards have numerous pages across Facebook. So... Zuckerberg, you're a liar. Your staff, your employees, your organization, you're all liars. Your whole point here is to establish a pretense in order to target people who do not espouse leftist communist ideology, period. Well, not only that, if, uh, if they actually defined organized violence or criminal activity, then they would they would absolutely have to uh, indict these groups, Antifa and and Red Guard. Of you course. would have to. So they leave it out, right? So they don't they don't have to. Uh, extortion or trafficking is on their list, right? Criminal organization. Uh, why couldn't you? Or you could call Antifa a criminal organization at right. this point. Mass vandalism. Mass vandalism. Uh, they They're are domestic terrorists. In they are domestic terrorists. Assault. Yeah.
well, that's, I mean. Well, and that's the very definition assault, of terrorism. Assault mm-hmm. is on here a criminal organization. An association of three or more people that is united under name, colors, hand gestures, recognized in whatever that Indicia. says. Uh, that has has engaged in or threatens to engage in criminal activity. Now, they do have assault. These people, as a group, have engaged in assault. Have They call for... I just went to their Facebook page today, like no more than an hour ago. I found at least three posts, like right at the top. It doesn't take you five seconds to find there were at least three posts calling for violent activity and another post celebrating violent activity. One of the posts, they were talking about differentiating a couple of marches, like some news people wrote an article about them, and and this post said, we're glad they made that differentiation, and basically said, so that they know that the bloody one is us. Like, that's what we support. So, Facebook, Zuckerberg, you're liars, that's all there is to it. You are a liar. This is political targeting. Not that, I mean, there are plenty of stuff I don't agree with in what the people that they've taken off. I can find things that I don't agree with. And right. so that's my whole point. It's about they don't agree with it. It's not about these people promoting hate and violence. They know that's nonsense well, because, the, th- because the leftist groups are promoting hate and violence and they're not being banned. Here's the collateral damage for all of this because it becomes a social issue, Right. And so now this becomes the real teaching lesson for our generations. So I, on Twitter we have uh, this, this guy, um, Toure, who, who runs a podcast and, and all of this stuff, but he represents a generation of people. And his tweet over this is, If being on the right means fighting for the rights of Alex Jones and Milo, to blast hateful lies wherever they want, then your politics might need recalculating. Right. Right? That's what they stand for. I mean, exactly. we've seen the poll about the millennials don't support free speech. Right, exactly. So this is an example of that. But then when you scroll through his Twitter feed, you see he's, I'm for free speech, and, and Facebook has... He's has not. No, he's not. He says Facebook has the right as a private business to censor, and and, and but that's not what we're talking about here because every other post he has is absolutely about shutting people up because you hurt their feelings and and somebody tweeted to him sticks and stones may hurt your bones but but words will never harm you you're a liar you have no idea what you're talking about this is all words do hurt you apparently have never been hurt blah 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 right so this is the the collateral damage number one the reinforcement this is the snowflake coloring book generation that's their mentality exactly they're a bunch of wusses and sissies they're, they're it's it is a absolutely this segment of the gener of this generation is absolutely pathetic this bunch of milk toast pansy little wusses out there can you imagine if this was the generation that had to fight hitler and the nazis we'd all be speaking german and and doing the freaking sig heil salute the, these people are pathetic Mm-hmm. Well, what's interesting, we talked about this on the Daily Journal uh, last week, JC, that the uh, high school, uh, Washington, uh, George Washington High School in San Francisco, wants to tear down an eight, uh, two murals that are 83 years old because uh, a, a, a group came in, you know, their little psychological assessment groups came in and said that the murals of George Washington were terrorizing 
the are traumatizing was the words they used were traumatizing the students and the community the very image of george washington this group assessed was was traumatizing to to native american and black americans and to the community i just want to know should we have them jc send us all their one dollar bills and all their quarters right because we don't see them being traumatized when they go to the store to buy you know buy their red bull or their or their their gum or whatever they're doing and they're not complaining about the george washington on the quarters which they have to see every day more often than what they do the murals on the walls but this is what you're talking about but see this is my problem with this the the support that this is getting in the media the support that this is getting by the people who are the faces uh in social media is very very disturbing to me because it does absolutely nothing but encourage this this weak this unprincipled and i believe this kind of of thing that's taking over this generation is is a clear immorality because they don't want anybody to speak. Yeah, I'm still, I'm just still dumbfounded at why all the non-leftists are still on these platforms. I just, it is mind-boggling to me mm-hmm. how that someone who respects liberty cannot create an alternative platform and cannot get support for it. I think, I mean, I look at uh, what Ben Swan and those guys now mm-hmm. trying to create the Isagoria and, you know, the, I don't know where it's at, but I suspect one of the biggest barriers, as we know, that happens in Liberty Circles is lack of support by right. the, the own community. All, all the people, and, all the so-called right. conservatives, libertarians, you know, Republicans or anybody that loves liberty we throw all of our money and support to this bunch of leftists who who spend all day every day trying to silence you and destroy you and remove you from any political conversation whatsoever and we're still there we're going to we're going to re- the rest of the day be sharing all of this garbage about what Facebook is doing and we're we're sharing it on Facebook yeah. i mean it's mind-boggling to me well, I'm I'm, anticip- I'm I'm anxiously waiting for Ben Swan's forum. We've had several people attempt to create the forums out there. I'm happy to get off. I mean, you know, wrap up the show, get off immediately, close your account, like millions, close your account and and leave now. Like like people can't spend five minutes without Facebook. Right. And you know, you're you're feeding this idiot, this this communist anti-liberty doofus who i mean he just dropped tens of millions of dollars on some secret compound in tahoe guess what conservatives you helped him pay for it the other collateral damage here we see from the other side jc and there's a hashtag running around now by the conservatives regulate facebook okay this this is the other side of the damage. Can I just say very boldly that 99% of the expansion of the federal government in America has happened because the American people have asked the federal government to do something it's not authorized by the Constitution to do. So the so what JC is saying is we need to take our feet and we need to move somewhere else, but please 
Those of you in the conservative circles, I know you are Liberty First listeners, speak the truth. We do not need federal regulations. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. I am watching as we speak right now. J.C. is making his final post on Facebook. <laughs> and I'm I'm happy that he's doing that. Uh, I, I won't be getting on Facebook just yet, but we will be searching for new mediums that we can uh, make sure that we can support and we can get this information out to you. You can help us, by the way, because, uh, uh, again, my my effort on Facebook has always been to reach people and to teach people. This this forum is is a way to do that. And I can't count how many people that we've actually caused to have some kind of an awareness. And I just... I don't know. I don't know if I can I can give up that opportunity just yet. I'm sure that I will be kicked off soon. But in the meantime, I want to be able to to preach the gospel of liberty and truth as long as I can in this in this medium. Meanwhile, we are searching for other forums and we will be transitioning. And uh <laughs> JC, I love him. <laughs> He's so awesome. But I just I just want to say, in the midst of all of this, we gotta stay off the extremes on either side. Please do not be begging Congress to regulate media. If you make Congress regulate the internet, there will be no other opportunities for other forums to pop up. Because remember, who has control of Congress? If you have Congress creating regulations at this point, what is going to happen? They're going to mirror Zuckerberg. They're going to mirror the very things that we don't like. Look, the Department of Homeland Security has had official training since Janet Napolitano declaring people like me as potential domestic terrorists, as hate groups. This is not some secret uh, Illuminati association. This is right there in writing, in public training of agents by your taxpayer dollars and by your uh, people who you've elected endorsing this kind of stuff. So don't give me some speech about how Ted Cruz is going to make sure it's all going to be okay. We don't need regulation of private businesses. This, you know what, JC? This is what they want. This is exactly what they want. This is why uh, this is why the the federal government has has 
uh, publicly dropped the use of the, of the Southern Poverty Law Center as a training group because now they realize that they have more power indoctrinating the people through these social medias than they do by training their agents to recognize people. So they have to have the backing of the American public before the agents can actually act in accord. So they have shunned now, the public agencies have shunned the Southern Poverty Law Center while Facebook and YouTube and Twitter have all, and Instagram have all embraced the Southern Poverty Law Center's ideologies and and their training because as we know from the the history that I I have on my website, the history of the American education system, Thorndike, Dewey, G. Stanley Hall, these people are the fathers of what we're seeing today. And they knew, they had a long-term vision that is finally, finally, what is this, 130 years later, finally coming to fruition. I believe they want those who are still holding to liberty standards to run to government to fix their problems because that is how they have control. So wherever you are, whoever you may be talking to, whatever talking head might be by the off chance listening to us today, you cannot promote government regulation of internet to solve this problem. You have to promote private industry and alternative mechanisms for voices to be heard because government regulation becomes government dictate and the government will always disown those who criticize them god bless we'll see you next time